from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. You know, good to be back in Waco. So just the the review of the game was um, was humbling, but you know, at the same time, just a great learning experience. The John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. You know, looking back at all, at all of it, a lot of... Uh, um, Praise and recognition to BYU. I thought they they played hard. I thought the environment was uh, was a good one. Um, there was a home field advantage there, and um, you know I thought collectively for us we let the outside affect the inside. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. To be in a game where we're still kind of battling and all of that takes a lot to uh, to get to that point. And so it's one thing to be at that prior to a loss. It's another to address, you know, the shortcomings and uh, the issues and to get better as a team. But then still bring that belief and still grow that belief or that connection or that, you know, that's the challenge that we got. Now. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on a Monday. Coach Dave Aranda in the open. The Bears coming off the loss, their first loss of the season, 26-20 in double overtime to the BYU Cougars uh, late Saturday night. I'm going to say early Sunday morning from Provo, Utah. Welcome in. Let you listen in to Coach Aranda's press conference today. Met with the media over the lunch hour. Interesting, uh, Aaron, as as we listen to the uh, press conference coming up in a bit, a lot of questions coming out of the BYU game we went through the entire press conference not a single question directed at uh, Baylor's next opponent Texas State and and that's no uh, you know that's no slam of Texas State but it was more there just were some questions that folks had uh, and you'll hear that coming up in the uh, Dave Aranda press conference coming up in a bit so we welcome you in it was uh, Aaron it was an interesting weekend to say the least right in college football this weekend yeah, Saturday started out so great with Texas and Texas A&M losing, and then you know, Bears lost a heartbreaker. It was a, uh, it, it was a, uh, yeah, it was a very interesting day with some it, it teams was. losing that I was just blown away by. You know, every team's always got a shot to a certain extent, but I mean, I was just listening to the Appalachia State. A&M game, and I just couldn't believe it. And there were a couple of others like that. You know, Marshall coming back and beating Notre Dame. Yep. It was just a day full of, of, of games. I was I was really impressed with Kansas State. I mean, they just took it to Missouri. That game was never a game. And then Iowa State, uh, 
I don't think it's a real big upset, but technically, I guess, pulled the upset over sure. Iowa. But yep. that Iowa offense may be the worst I've ever seen. Man. They have more punts than first downs through two games. No. Yes. More punts than first downs. They are terrible on offense. Good grief. Seven points, right, in in both their each of their games so far. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I believe they have 16 punts and 14 points. Golly. Wow. Man, that is uh, – yeah, it was a good win for Iowa State, though. Anytime they beat their in-state rival like that, snapped a six-game losing streak in doing so, so that was good. Uh, how about Kansas? The Jayhawks uh, right now sit atop the Big 12 standings. Uh, they are 1-0 and in the league. They beat West Virginia in Morgantown 55-42. Yeah, that's, that's an impressive win. West Virginia is not a bad team. They should have beaten Pittsburgh and – to go there and beat them, Kansas has gotten a lot better in a very short period of time. It yeah, like. yeah. Yep, very much so. So give them credit going to Morgantown to win that game. West Virginia now finds themselves there 0-2 and 0-1 in conference play and uh, reeling a bit. Uh you know, at, at the start of the season. They'll host Towson this week, so should get their first win of the season there for sure. And then, of course, Texas and Alabama uh, watched most of that game we did uh, from there in Provo. And uh, Texas, got to give them credit. They played really, really well. Their defense was really good. Alabama had a field goal late to win that game, but uh, one-point game, 20-19. to 19. Yeah, that, I, I was really impressed, especially – considering they lost their starter and their backup quarterback was playing on one leg. I mean, he was not 100% finishing that game, and they, they still almost hung on and beat Alabama. They looked really good. Yeah, exactly. Maybe uh, to their third-string quarterback this week as Texas takes on a, uh, a pretty good UTSA team. So uh, we'll see how that plays out over the course of the week. And Texas Tech, a win over Houston uh, in overtime. That was a good win for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. Absolutely. Um, that's that's a good Houston team. We've talked about them having a ch- had a chance to look like to go undefeated through the year, and Texas Tech put a stop to that. It's a, it's a good win. I don't know if it's quite a signature win for Coach McGuire yet, but it may turn out to be. Yeah, that's right. Sure could be. And Tech, another tough game this week. They go on the road to number 16, North Carolina State. That game uh, Saturday at 6 p.m. Baylor home this Saturday against Texas State. Uh, It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. So, uh, you know, pretty much the opposite end of the spectrum, Aaron. You run the games there (laughs) either uh, on the air at 7 p.m. Central, which we were uh, this past Saturday, or on the air at 7 a.m. Central (laughs) this week. So that's a 12-hour difference in airtime for the Baylor football uh, broadcast from week to week yeah and you would think i would prefer the late night but right I, I, having done both now because we didn't have a, a, a west coast kickoff last year right I, I would prefer to just get up in the morning <laughs> i can and it's crazy because i stay up late most nights right but uh-huh. i was just i like i don't know i, I just prefer the early earlier kickoff. that's good i i have come to prefer those also you know, middle of the day is great because it's not too early, not too late. You know, like a 2.30 kickoff, something like that. That's great. But but it takes up your whole day, you know, mm-hmm. because you're getting ready and you go to the game. By the time it's finished, you know, it's into the evening hours. So it really takes the whole day. But an 11 a.m. kickoff, I mean, you get up and you go early like uh, the, uh, you know, ESPN Central Texas
Texas tailgate show is on the air at 7. Our Baylor alumni tailgate show is on the air at at 9 and then kickoff at 11. But you're finished mid-afternoon and you kind of have a Saturday evening, you know. With an early start, you kind of have – you can sort of do something, uh, you know, beyond the game on a Saturday evening. Yeah, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but that's that's exactly why. That's it. I mean, I'll get out probably after the call-in show – 4.30-ish, you know, right. 4.30 or 5, depending on how long the game runs. But, yeah, and so I – and it's just I'll just get a little less sleep the night before and have a longer day that day I think is another reason why I enjoy it because it's not like I'm going to go home and take a nap. I'll just – because I have all day Sunday to do whatever I want. Right. I'll just stay up later and, yeah, it's more of a full day, a yeah. full day of work, and then I could still go do other things afterwards. There you go. So uh, that's the game this week, Baylor and Texas State. Certainly talk a lot about that over the uh, course of this week. The following week, the Bears open conference play, so that is September 24th in Ames against Iowa State. We have the start time for that now. That was set uh, and released this morning. 11 a.m. kickoff from Ames uh, (laughs) on Saturday. Did you know that yet? I did not. (laughs) There you go. So you're going to get two two straight 11 a.m. kickoffs for the Bears. Two of those very full days in a row. Yeah, Saturdays in a row. All right, I'm good. There you go. But that one's a road game, so you won't have the early 7 a.m. Oh, that's right. It'll be 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on the air at 9 a.m. So uh, 11 a.m. kickoff is the uh, scheduled time for Baylor and Iowa State. That's a, a week away. Uh, two weeks away, and that will be from Jack Trice Stadium in Ames. Bears uh, number nine in the nation last week with the loss to BYU. They dropped to number 17 in the AP poll. Coaches poll, Baylor is number 19. That's a little further drop in the polls than I thought it would be given that BYU was a top 25 team playing on their home field and actually technically favored to win the game. Uh, But BYU moved up uh, pretty well in the polls themselves. And so um, that's where the Bears are right now going into the Texas State game, number 17 in the nation. Yeah, it wasn't like they lost at home to Appalachian State. (laughs) (laughs) It was not anything like that. A&M dropped to, what, 24th, didn't they? And Notre Dame dropped completely out of the pole with their loss to Marshall. So some big swings here early in the season, you know, big swings in rankings uh, and some surprises in results uh, already this season. All right, let's take a break. We'll leave ourselves plenty of time to let you listen to the Dave Aranda press conference. We'll take a break. Be back with more in just a moment. Off and running on a Monday, John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and the Allen Samuel Studios Thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us Wednesday at 7 p.m. and hear from soccer coach Michelle Leonard and head football coach Dave Aranda. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, 
you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for your new car, truck, or SUV, BK Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. BK Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at BK Ford. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday. Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, see how Dave Aranda brings Bruce Springsteen into the uh, press conference today. We'll let you listen to that coming up next segment, uh, as only Coach Aranda can, and it was a perfect illustration. So we'll hear that coming up in just a bit. We're glad you're with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by the uh, uh, good folks. Uh <laughs> Uh, at the Baylor Club. They are closed today. Uh, They need it after a long weekend, a busy weekend, as normal, closed on Mondays. But they will be back at it tomorrow morning with breakfast, so 
Tuesday, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, right through Friday. Great uh, events on the agenda coming up at the Baylor Club. Check it out on the web, thebaylorclub.com, thebaylorclub.com. If you have questions about making a reservation or uh, membership or uh, reserving a space for a private event, give them a call at 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. If you see uh, Mike Mosel, the uh, general manager of the Baylor Club, he had an interesting weekend, trip to Utah uh, to see not one but two games. He was at the Utah game in Salt Lake City. They have a club there, so was at that game, and then went to Provo for the Baylor game on Saturday night. So I'd like to talk to uh, Mike myself and see how uh, you know it was taking in a football, college football doubleheader on the road in Utah over the weekend. Incidentally, uh, for you folks listening to us, I know some made the trip. We had a good number of folks that were there at the game. But, man, is that beautiful, uh, a beautiful part of the United States. Uh, The mountains that are there, uh, Aaron, are just beautiful. And this is, you know, we're not to snow season yet. When they're snow-capped and there's snow around, I think even more, you know, picturesque. But just a beautiful part of the country. And the stadium, the views from there, from the uh, stadium with the Wasatch Mountains right on the other side of the stadium, it's just magnificent. I mean, it really is. And it's a short drive uh, out to uh, Sundance. We went up to Sundance Mountain Resort. Our group went up there for dinner on Friday, and it's really, really nice up there. A little further away, you can get to Park City, and that's really, really beautiful. Um, so there's all these, uh, you know, you know the most of them are ski resorts. It's not ski season right now, but uh, just, you know, even the mountains uh, not covered with snow are beautiful. So, Aaron, that is a great destination. And for folks, uh, you know, who want to follow Baylor to games, when we start playing BYU on a regular basis, in all sports, I would encourage you to make the trip to Provo, Utah. Yeah, you got a little idea of it from the game. You know, they did show it in the background, but I'm, I'm sure it's, it's a lot better in person. It was, it was really beautiful, really nice. And the fans out there were very genuinely friendly to us and welcoming. Uh, and they had a great crowd. And I'm telling you, it was a late hour when that game ended, but I don't think anybody left. I mean, it was completely packed. The student turnout was terrific there. So uh, just, a, you know, it was a tough loss it really was, but uh, really a great experience. And I think an experience that will help this team, this Baylor team, as they're going to face similar road situations over the remainder of the season. In fact, uh, Coach Dave Aranda addressed that in his weekly press conference. Let's take a break and let you listen into that. Coach Dave Aranda's meeting with the media. We'll have that when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alliance Bank, Central Texas. Alliance Bank, it's your bank. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, we're back in a moment here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This was a hardcore drink that he had. Aaron, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you pronounce whatever Aaron Rodgers was drinking? Apparently, the NFL has said, no, this is not on our banned substance. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. All right. Do you feel like the show would be better if I tried some ayahuasca? I think people already think I might be on something during these 
shows. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Payments for qualified buyers at 3.9% for 72 with 5,000 down cash or trade. TTNL Extra. See dealer for details. Five big savings on pre-owned cars and trucks at Richard Carr. Qualified buyers can get in a 2018 Kia Sorento for $234 a month or a 2019 GMC Acadia for $335 a month or drive off in a 2019 Chevy Silverado for $460 a month. Find over 75 thoroughly inspected units in stock. Get top dollar for your trade and 100% approval is always our goal. Find your next pre-owned car or truck today at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, we give you more. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254 709-2101 709-2101 or ubeo.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Bader falls to number 17 after the loss to BYU in double overtime 26 to 20. Bears will be back in action on Saturday at home versus Texas State. UMHB falls in the D3 poll to number 5 after their loss to Whitewater 28 to 24. Three will be back home on Saturday to host Southwestern. Tampa Bay beats Dallas on Sunday night football 19 to 3. 
Cowboys also lose their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, to four to six weeks with a thumb injury. Week one of the NFL wraps up tonight with Denver at Seattle on Monday Night Football. Rangers salvage a win in Toronto yesterday. Rangers with a doubleheader today versus Miami. Game one, first pitch at 12-10, and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And game two tonight will be on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Seth Jones with the catch, and the Bears now have fourth and goal at the six-yard line. This is the ball game. They've got a score right here, or the Cougars will win in double overtime. Yeah, I'm surprised right now. I'm still thinking you got to get Ben a shot. Now, BYU's going to be looking at Ben, Ben Sims, too, but you got to give him a shot. I'd also have Drake Dabney in it, but he's out right now. Fourth down and goal. Here's the play. Fourth down and goal from the six. Flags drop as the ball is snapped. Here's our referee. We'll start on the 63. Oh, another penalty against the Bears. Backs him up five yards. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like it, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield from Saturday. Unfortunately, a uh, familiar refrain on Saturday, that being the penalties against the Bears. Uh, a bit ironic, it was last year's game against BYU here in Waco uh, in which Baylor committed a, or did not have a single penalty against them, a single penalty accepted against Baylor. That would be zero. This year against BYU, 14 penalties for 117 yards, some in key situations like that one late in the game, late in overtime, in fact. So that backed the Bears up, and their last gasp shot was a fourth down and goal from the 12-yard line, and the pass was overthrown and incomplete, and the Cougars won it 26-20 uh, to 20 over Baylor in double overtime on Saturday. So let's hear uh, more about that and Coach Aranda's thoughts coming out of the loss to BYU. Here is Dave Aranda's press conference from earlier today it's good to see you guys um you know good to be back in waco so just the the review of the game was um was humbling but you know at the same time just a great learning experience a lot to uh, a lot to be improved upon i think always coming in those situations just real honest um about what your motivations are getting into a problem, you know, um, not bringing your ego into it and uh, kind of, you know, how hard is it to have an honest conversation? I think those are things that um, are really the task within the task for us in terms of where everything's at, you know, staff to staff, uh, staff to players, players to staff. And so we're really looking at that as an opportunity to uh, bring this team closer into uh, to grow as a team, you know, a lot of, uh, um, you know, looking back at all, at all of it, a lot of uh, um, praise and recognition to BYU. I thought they they played hard. I thought the environment was uh, was a good one. Um, there was a home field advantage there, and uh, you know, I thought 
collectively for us, we let the outside affect the inside. And, um, you know, with that, though, still continuing to battle and to um, to bring it into the late stages of the game like we did, I think, is a, uh, a credit to the team. And like I said Saturday night, I think it's, it's very difficult um, to be in a game where with the ups and downs and all of it, haven't been in a game where it was, you know, uh, two field goals from however many yards out were were missed. Um, and so, you know, to be in a game where we're still kind of battling and all of that takes a lot to, um, to get to that point. And so it's one thing to be at that prior to a loss. It's another to address, you know, the shortcomings and um, the issues and to get better as a team, but then still bring that belief and still grow that belief or that connection or that, you know, um, and so that's the yeah, that's the challenge that we got. Uh, with that, take any questions you guys have. Dave, after the game, you mentioned the discipline issue as far as the penalties and all that. Uh, in practice, uh, game, uh, film sessions this week, how do you reinforce improving that? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think we're 126th, if I'm not mistaken, and there's 130 teams, you know, and so it's – it's funny that last year's BYU game we had no penalties, you know. But that was after, I think, being 126 again. You know, I was just talking with one of our academic people and about a sophomore now that uh, that uh, was a freshman last year, and uh, he's playing now and and um, you know in ro- in the rotation and everything. And he was he commented. Um, and our academic person was in the room when he was commenting to another younger person and was saying, you know, well, I wasn't playing last year and I'd be in meetings and I wouldn't really pay attention because it wasn't anything to do with me. And um, as unfortunate as that is, I, I, that makes a lot of sense. I think human nature is that way, right? It's always kind of me first, you know, me over everything. <laughs> Please, let's talk about me. Can I get a little bit more me? And, uh, and I think especially from a young person perspective, it makes a lot of sense. But I think it also adds to the, um, you know, the circumstances that we're in now because we're kind of doing it all over again, you know, of uh, learning, you know, the rules of the game, so to speak. And so, um, I mean, we talk about penalties every day and we show examples and, and all of it. And, you know, I think um, – we're just going to have to double down on that. And then I think it really gets to a part, I think, really, to be honest, where we have to build a wake-up. And, um, you know, that when we're talking about it, we're talking about it to you, you know. And so I think I think sometimes that learning, um, unfortunately, has takes hard lessons to learn that. And um, we're not at the point yet to where it does not. And so... Still, something to aspire to there. With a third of those penalties being false starts, you feel like the team was adequately, adequately prepared for that atmosphere. Or is there no way to simulate that? It's a good question. You know, we, um, you know, we would have um, from the very beginning of camp a, uh, a, um, um, you know, a cadence that was really kind of um, designed for that environment, um, and we would have. You know, sound and practice sessions and noise and all of it, and and um, you know, I just think I think that um, I can remember being in the huddle of our offense on the sideline. I can remember being on the sideline 
the huddle of our teams, special teams, and then uh, the huddle of our uh, defense, and just seeing real big eyes, you know. And so anytime you see the big eyes, that generally tells the story. That's the, the forewarning of those things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we, we could have done it more. I think the things that, uh, that really have to transpire is um, that, you know, they're enough and that they're there, um, you know, to play in those environments and to really succeed in those environments is part of it. And so uh, I think moving forward, we'll be better equipped. I think it probably takes the real thing to get the message all the way across. Dave, uh, guys rushed the ball 52 times against yep. BYU, which I looked it up. It was most for Baylor since 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that's a lot of times in a game. Mm-hmm. Going into the game, was that the game plan? Was that trying to create an identity? Mm-hmm. Or was that just sort of based on what BYU was sh- showing you guys? Yeah, I appreciate the question. I think it probably was a, a bit of everything you said there. Um, you know, I think there there was some um, some uncertainty and some um, 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 you know some timidness in the throw game, both on the the throwing and the receiving and the blocking part of it. And so um, I think while that was being addressed and coached, and I'm sure guys were, you know, um, learning and trying to apply as the game went on, I just think that, um, you know, it's hard to explain. I think when you're in it, you just have the feeling that, yeah, I'm saying it and they're nodding their head, but we ain't getting it, man. (laughs) We ain't getting it. So that was the feeling. And I just, it felt, you know, that the run game uh, was there. And, you know, it's kind of, I think it really boils down to this. That's where the experience is. That's where the guys have been in those environments before. And those are the guys that have kind of played through all of that. And we talked about the freshman that became a sophomore that really never listened and never applied. Those guys have been in it and have applied. And so you're really kind of leaning on them. I don't think that was the, the decision in the moment was that, but it just felt that way. And, um, you know, I think a couple of the runs that were five or six, you know, um, possibly could have been more. And uh, we kept trying to find that, that one big run to kind of propel us to the other side of it and never quite got there. Do you have an update on Tay and whether he'll be available this weekend? It's questionable right now. I think he's still getting looked at. And so, um, you know, as of this morning, it's still up in the air. You kind of talked about players being in their heads. Uh, Blake might have been one of those one of those guys that just couldn't find it. Uh, talk about, especially in that those overtime periods and kind of what was going through his head. Did you say anything to him uh, or anything after the game to kind of calm him down? Well, I um, I appreciate the question. I think you know I look at all of it as far as you know you try to prepare the folks as best you can and. Uh, you know, I just look at, you know, um, for as young as we are, should I have made more point of, you know, showing up um, and the courage that it takes to show up? You know, I think a lot of my language going into the game was, um, um, hey, this is going to be a fight and uh, prepare yourself um, for um Back when I was growing up, it was 15 rounds for a 15-round fight and what that entails and taking a hit and getting back up and that and whether or not that was the right thing, you know. 
um, whether or not that's the level of uh, maturity that we're at or not. And so, you know, a lot of uh, what we're doing right now is difficult to talk about because everyone has a part in it. You know, it's not just this guy's deal or Blake's deal or that guy's deal. It's all of our deals, you know. And I look at myself in terms of, um, you know, doing doing better with my part of the deal, you know. So I think um, early in the game you could sense the big eyes and, um, you know, they could feel that uh, uh, that crowd and that environment. And I think, you know, when you let outside stuff get in the inside, you know, there's there's things that you can't control that are kind of pulling the levers and pushing the buttons, and it's hard to kind of get control of that again. And, uh, you know, I think we're all trying, and, and I think Grimey was trying with his play calls and all of it to try to get it right. And, you know, I, I go back again to just the, um, the uh, competitiveness and the heart of the team. Because in a lot of ways, and this is giving full credit to BYU and what they're doing, but I mean, we were not, um, you know, we were we were not at our best, right? Still trying to duke it out, and so I give I give a lot of credit to the guys for that. And I look at all of the off season kind of playing into that. Now that we have to talk about, you know, so there's a. There's some particular players where here's a clip in practice. If we did it right, here's a clip in the game where it, you know, this is not right. Here's a clip in practice. Here's a clip in the game. And so, like, stuff like that's hard to talk about. I think it has to be talked about. And it can't be, from the coach's view, it can't be brought with any ego or any kind of flex. It has to be from a real genuine, um, you know, um, a genuine humbleness and a genuine willingness to try to teach. And so I think if it's brought that way, then I think the player can see that, hey, this person's for me. This person's not trying to blame or shame or any of this. And then I can really say, hey, you know what? Um, this is, might have been a little big for me, but I'm better because of it now. And it'd be great if we can get to that part. That's the challenge. You know, I'm, just being on a bunch of teams, that generally doesn't happen. <laughs> It generally doesn't happen. A lot of times the ego um, kind of takes control and you just call, you're in a thing and you're causing other things, you know. So we're trying not to do that. Hey, when you look at the film, was their coverage in the back end just that good? I mean, I think your longest pass play was 19 yards and, and mm-hmm. it seemed like the sacks were coverage sacks. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I would agree, you know, I th- um, with, this, with the sacks. You know, I think we got to do a better job of – of getting rid of it. A lot of them were out, out of the pocket sacks, you know. And so I think um I think that's that is that has been talked about and recognized and you know, we're going to have to apply that, you know, moving forward, but I think the the um you know, the routes and the discipline to the details of the routes and you know, um the speed in which we're running the routes and uh, and all of it is a lot of room for improvement, you know, I think, from where we were game one in terms of that environment and the execution to where we were game two in this particular environment and how that affected the execution is um, something that we have to clearly see and agree on so that we can move forward and talk about real stuff. And so, um, 
you know, I think it's a it's a very very talented group, and it's a and it's a group that wants to establish itself and and do well and kind of be, you know, everyone in there wants to be that guy, and I want I want that so desperately for them, um, but uh, you know, this is all part of it, and so, you know, we talked about prior to the game about just saying yes to things, even the things that are are um, embarrassing or hurtful or. Uh, you know, I think if you say yes to it, really what you're doing is you're getting your ego out of it so you can really see the – you're taking the emotion out of it so you can see the realness in it. And like I say, very hard to do. And um, I think, you know, that room in particular, um, you know, there's other rooms too, but they have to do that. And so we're, we're aiming to get that done. On Saturday, you talked about that this game felt like a game in Stillwater last year. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the guys said that that was sort of a turning point, and they mm-hmm. used that as a real learning experience. How do you make this loss, you know, be that same way, and they can really learn from it? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I think, um, you know, it's 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 um, yeah, it's it's all very it's all very difficult. I think because um, I think we showed that game and talked about that game on the. Was it Friday or I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday prior to this game we just played and talked about how pressure can create abnormal behavior and, um, you know, and how, um, you know, you have to keep your focus on the focus. Otherwise, kind of what we talked about, you know, um, other things can can push buttons on you. And so I feel like I feel like some of that stuff, it's it's. Um, I think it's human nature to kind of hear it but not really understand it. And I feel like sometimes it takes hurt and suffering to kind of get the understanding to kind of sink in or to seep in. And, um, um, you know, if there's positives off of this, it's that, that real true learning can occur. And I'm hopeful that all the way across there's no um, flexing on any of it for points or ego validation and we can all kind of get better from it you know and I think that was able to happen last year with last year's group we've got a way different group this year and so whether or not that happens this year I think really goes to the connection that the team has the connection that the coaches and the team has and their ability to trust each other and so that will be tested yeah Dave, is there a uh, update on Monterey, and was his importance to your offense reemphasized in that second half? Uh, it, you know, he's in the same boat as as Tay, and so we're waiting to hear back uh, kind of how that transpires. You know, we're hoping for the best and for all of it on uh, Saturday for Saturday. I think you know, for him, um, you know, um, his role in uh, our fly sweep game, our option route game, kind of our vertical game. It's been a big one, you know. I think um, Jordan Neighbors is kind of in that in that role as well. We're hoping to get Jordan back for Saturday too, and so um, you know we've got to get over the injury bug that we got right there. You know, in the in in the mean in the meantime, you know, Gavin coming in and really making a critical catch and and doing well with blocking and all of it was really good to see. I think he continues to impress and will continue to push for more and more playing time. Um, I'm proud of his effort. To lose Doyle late in the game, mm-hmm. uh, going into this week, prep for that position, uh, I see the halves get split like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think 
like I think I might have mentioned it Saturday night. I think um, Dylan's got a reputation where I think they, um, when that happened, they go, "Is he okay?" Yeah, I know Dylan's kind of a great, you know, so they're all making judgments on the character. I thought was pretty cool, and so um, I think so. Dylan's he's kind of heartbroken about it, and it's one of those things to where. You know, you slow it down. You can see him leave leave his feet. You can see the launch and all of it. I think it's just it's hard when a guy's up high and he's coming down low. I think it's just always going to work out that way. And I think it's for the best because you want to keep people safe so they're unprotected. And so I think it's just one of those things, unfortunately, for us, you know. Um, and I think it gives an opportunity for some of our younger guys to be able to step up. I thought, you know. The run game when Dylan was in there was one thing. When he wasn't in there, I think it was another thing. I think we lost a notch or two. And so I think, you know, the ability for our guys to take this week and really kind of get better as a team um, with just the the increased depth that we can create with all of this is a good thing. Coach, what are you wanting to see this week that will make you feel confident that they've learned the lessons that you've wanted them to take away from this long? Well, uh, no, I appreciate that question. I think we need uh, great energy. We need great execution. Um, you know, I, there's a, you know, there's a, a quote we use from Bruce Springsteen. I, I, you know, the, I had, we had to talk about uh, the boss some because I think we we had one guy that knew who he was, and so, but there was a there was a quote that he had about how he doesn't see you know. Um, concerts as just a routine. He sees it as a, re a renewal, you know, and he talks about how, you know, he's playing Born to Run however many times, but it, it ain't like that. Each, each time is its new time because there's someone bringing somebody for the first time to li listen to him. And it's like, they're going to see the boss, dude, and they're going to be there and that's going to be their thing. And it's like, you never know whose first time it is. You never know the impact that you make. And I think it's the same way with practice. You know, you could look at it as a, it's a Monday thing or it's a, here's another Tuesday. But, you know, we just talked about the linebacker position is that everyone needs to be going hard on that Tuesday to give that linebacker that's playing now, that's a starter now, the best look and the best, you know, um, view so that he can be at his best come Saturday. And so there's, it's a renewal every time. So you'd like to see that. And um, I think you'd like to be able to see, you know, in the heat of the moment and when we create, you know, pressure and competitiveness in practice, you like to see a, um, an attempt at discipline, right, where it's not just the, the nodding of the head and all of it, but the application of it and um, see if that can pass over to Saturday. That is Dave Aranda's weekly press conference meeting with the media today. The Bears number 17 in the nation. They're 1-1 one and one on the season coming off the double overtime. Lost to uh, BYU out in Provo on Saturday. Now hosting Texas State this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. at McLean Stadium. It is family weekend on the Baylor campus. A lot of uh, extra activities to go along with that. And as we told you earlier, the following week, the conference opener for the Bears, September 24th, Baylor at Iowa State. That has been set for an 11 a.m. kickoff. It will be televised either on ESPN2 or ESPNU. The game this week, uh, television on FS1.
All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, final segment, we'll share some birthdays with you. Look ahead, wrap things up in the 3 o'clock hour. Hey, we appreciate you being with us today. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios, and we'll be right back after this. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. In the gun, Prescott inside handoff, Elliott. Only heard here. Bouncing right with a convoy to the five, near the pylon. All season. Touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott. 13 yards. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Cincinnati Bengals. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Bengals Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. You know that guy that walks around with pants that are just a little too short? And he's wearing brand new loafers, but no socks? Then he crosses his legs right across from you, and you have to look at his bare ankles. Ugh. Well, that's what it's like to drive your truck around without any step bars. Hi, Jay from Pickup Outfitters here to talk about one of the most common forms of truck nudity, driving around without any step bars, a rampant problem in Central Texas. Now, step bars do have their functional benefits. They save wear and tear on your back and your knees. They make it easy for your wife and your children to get in and out of your truck. But mostly, having step bars on your truck is just the decent thing to do. No one wants to look at your bare rocker panels. So help us end truck nudity and put some step bars on that truck. We have some great specials on either the black or the stainless steel chrome look. Check it out at createacommotion.com steps. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution and help us end truck nudity at Pickup Outfitters. Your home for the Waco Lions, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, sports fans. Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas, hand-tossed wings, and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are Best friends, visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor falls to number 17 after the loss to BYU in double overtime 26-20. Bears will be back in action on Saturday at home versus Texas State. UMHB falls in the D3 poll to number 5 after their loss to Whitewater 28-24. The crew will be back home on Saturday to host Southwestern. Tampa Bay beats Dallas on Sunday night football 19-3. Cowboys also lose their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, to four to six weeks with a thumb injury. Week one of the NFL wraps up tonight with Denver at Seattle on Monday Night Football. Rangers salvage a win in Toronto yesterday. Rangers with a doubleheader today versus Miami. Game one, first pitch at 12-10, and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And game two tonight will be on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. With this final segment, John Morris Show. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios. Hey, we're glad to have you with us today. Aaron, uh, Matt Mosley coming up next. I'm sure Matt will have some uh, pointed thoughts on the Baylor-BYU game from Saturday. What else do you guys have planned uh, between 4 and 6 this afternoon? We will, unsurprisingly, talk also about the Cowboys. We will have Cowboys Hall of Fame Wide receiver Drew Pearson on at 4.20 at 5 o'clock. We will have former Cowboys assistant coach Glenn Stretch-Smith, and they will both talk about the game, Dak's injury, and the Cowboys moving forward. Spoiler alert, it's not going to be pretty. (laughs) And uh, we will also have part of the uh, presser from Coach Aranda in the uh, 5 o'clock hour as well. All righty, so very good. We'll be so, talking Baylor and Cowboys football, a lot of it. A lot of it coming up between 4 and 6, so just keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Then a reminder about game time, weekday mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. That's Tom Barfield, that's Ward White's, that is uh, Ryan Fox. Weekday mornings for the first word in local sports game time. That is 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, as we wrap things up in the 3 o'clock hour, let's check some birthdays today. Uh, Scanning down the list, looking here, still scanning down the list. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, going back to yesterday. It was Lane Pittman's birthday yesterday, Lane Taff Pittman, happy birthday to Lane. Uh, a day late, but uh, happy birthday nonetheless. Today, it's uh, Casey Maxwell's birthday, our equestrian coach here at Baylor. Uh, Casey does a great job and uh, great to work with. So happy birthday to Casey Maxwell. Uh, Dennis Swanberg's birthday today. The Swan is a Baylor grad, uh, Christian comedian and entertainer, and really, really good. So happy birthday to Swan today. Uh, uh, it's Ish Wainwright's birthday today. Happy birthday to uh, Ish, one of Baylor's all-time great basketball players. 
Uh, John Crowder's birthday up in West. Happy birthday to John. Chip Brown's birthday down in Austin. Happy birthday to him. And uh, one more as I go back to yesterday also. Dave Hunziker's birthday was yesterday, the voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. We'll talk to him uh, on the air, no doubt, in a couple of weeks as the Bears get set to play Oklahoma State. So there's uh, a birthday list for today. Aaron, who would you add to the list? Just a couple today. Harry Connick Jr. turns 55. Ludacris turns 45. Director Brian De Palma turns 82. Now, he hasn't had a lot of hits lately, but he's directed some of the some of my favorite movies of all time. Scarface, The Untouchables, Carlito's Way. And uh, he actually directed uh, Carrie, this, the Stephen King book back in the 70s. So happy birthday to Brian De Palma. And I usually don't do many uh, posthumous birthdays, but today there was a couple, uh, two of the best coaches of all time celebrating birthdays today, Paul Bear Bryant Hmm. and Tom Landry. So happy birthday to the coaches. How about that? That's great. All right, very good. Hey, that's a good list. Appreciate it very much. And we got to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed listening in to the Dave Aranda press conference today. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow in the 3 o'clock hour. But right now, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. I appreciate that question. The Bears back home at